0: As a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. God learned how to make it, uh, Christ learned how to make it through humility. Amen. We just need to learn how to do what? humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves up under the mighty hand of God and understand that if we would humble ourselves and become obedient, that we'll make it through any situation. The words say, if we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good, the fat of the land. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to eat the fat of the land. Amen. That just simply means that we can have plenty. Amen. Amen. I may not, you know what, I may not be the wealthiest person in the world, but whatever I need, my God will provide it. Amen. He's going to provide it for women. I need it. All I have to do is make my request known unto him through prayer and supplication with some thanksgiving, and God's going to provide what I need. Amen. Made himself a no reputation. Amen. Amen. I don't need a reputation. Stop trying to get a reputation in the earth. Amen. If any reputation that I want to have, I want them to say that was a godly woman. Amen. That woman loved the Lord her God. Amen. That's what I want people to know about me. Amen. I think, amen, uh, 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 what's the name? Uh, uh, Gladys Knight wrote the song. If anyone would ever write my life story Amen But if they wrote my story All I want them to say Is that that was a woman That feareth the Lord Amen
1: Blessed is the man That walketh not In the counsel of the ungodly Nor standeth in the way of sinners Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful But his delight Is in the law of the Lord And he should be like a tree Planted by the rivers of water Come worship with us Enter the nomination of faith Church of the living God 1279 Pickett Road,
0: Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first, and people are always.
1: Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. You need something to be evidence that you were in a place. You get the CD. I'm see. Let me tell you what I'm trying. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm trying to help you up. Because a lot of times we're pulling from the pastor and we're trying to meet with the pastor. We're trying to get appointment with the pastor. And we get mad because we don't get the appointment. I told my church, I have two appointments every week. Every Sunday at 9, every Tuesday at 7. It's not that there won't be times that I won't meet with individuals. But let me tell you, that will wear a pastor out. Because if what I didn't say during the message didn't change you, what makes you think that when we have a personal audience, I don't know what your philosophy is about pastoring, amen, but I know what mine is. i got to preserve my anointing. Here's what Joshua told the nation of Israel. Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. Well, I want an appointment with your Joshua. No, oh, no, it's no appointment. you got an appointment with destiny. Your next destiny is in your next decision. You need a reference point that you were in the place where God spoke to you. When I'm in a message or in a service, you know, I'm not listening for hype. I'm not listening for the, the holler. Hey Amen. You gotta have a scholar before you holler. You got know what you gotta have some teeth, you gotta have some debt. That's what I was taught. Hey Amen. You you you've got to have some some debt because God God is God is speaking now in a profound, in a, in a in a new way. He's he's speaking. He's speaking. He's speaking, but the question is, are you listening? And if you didn't get it the first time, you get the CD because I promise you there's something you missed. How many of you understand what I'm saying? See, because it's transformation. We can't keep going from year to year still with the same old mundane way of doing things. We've got to become equipped. We've got to become transformed. Look at what he did with Moses. When you read Exodus chapter 3, I want you to write this as a footnote. God had an experience with Moses. It was called the burning bush experience. (laughs) But let me tell you, there are many people today more entertained by the bush than they are the God of the bush. (gasps) Oh, God is right there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I heard from the Lord. I saw the Lord. I saw Jesus. Oh, he's, Jesus was in my room. Oh, bless his holy, wonderful name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're so entertained by just the, the presence or by the, the, uh, a glimpse of his glory. When God wants us to be encountered by that glory, he wants our lives to be affected by that glory. So Moses, he had what we call the burning bush experience. Now watch this. God was getting Moses ready to become a national leader. He was getting Moses ready to speak into a nation. And it took 40 years of God encounters to get him ready. Now, let me just say this. Let me just say this. And you may have your own beliefs about it. But you determine your release. As long as Moses kept giving excuses... He had to keep going through that process because you cannot carry your excuses into your future. It took God encounter after God encounter. It took God encounter after God encounter. Why? Why? Because God cannot use a person who has not been transformed. Who are you going to talk to? Who are you going to, who you, who you going to tell about Jesus and the Jesus? See, we, we do more talking about Jesus than we do talking to Jesus. You cannot become the vessel that God wants you to be if you have not been transformed by the God that molds the vessel. I've got to be transformed. Because it's connected to my destiny. Moses was about to change the entire direction of a nation. And he could not enter into his God-given role or assignment until there was a change. I wonder what you're waiting for. Many of you are making excuses. It's not so much that the devil is holding you back some of you have been rebuking the devil till your rebuker has broken (laughs) i rebuke the devil 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 you got to rebuke the devil in you because the only enemy is the enemy within me you determine your release tell somebody that say you determine your release I understand God has times and seasons and and I'm not, I'm not against that principle, but a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we refuse to change because we hold up our, we take our God encounters, our burning bush experiences, and we're too busy talking about the people that we feel that God needs to get a hold to. And we're using our time with the burning bush to talk about how somebody lied on us. And how somebody mistreated us. And how life is just not fair. Well, God did not call you into the burning bush experience to talk about somebody else. He wants to have a conversation with you about you and what he's called you to do and to be. Not only for your community, but for his kingdom. Moses could not be released into his, assignment, into his assignment until he stopped wrestling with himself. Until he stopped giving excuses about his inabilities. Until he stopped giving reasons for why he could not carry out the assignment. The moment that Moses accepted the divine call, the Bible says that the glory of the Lord filled him. And when people saw Moses, they were literally afraid of him in such fear. You know why? Because they were not accustomed to the new. They were still trapped by the old. And when you have been really changed and transformed by the Lord, people cannot accept you as they are, as you are, because they still remember you as you were. And so they say things about you, not because, not because they're really hating on you. You know, it's because they don't understand you. It's because they have not really accepted the new you. It's because they, they, they can't understand how you can be used by God. Now, come on, Pookie. You know we from down the street, Pookie. Where God is taking you and what God's about to do in your life, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. People won't be able to handle it. (laughs) It's not because they're hating on you. They're afraid of you. It's a fear. It's an awe. It's a, it's a reverence. It really is. They, they respect you, but they don't know how to say it. So they, their greatest compliment to you is to fight you. But you cannot be distracted by people's decisions about you and some of you are going all your life waiting for somebody to affirm you and waiting for somebody to acknowledge you and waiting for somebody to take you out and waiting for somebody to give you accolades and waiting for somebody to pat you on the back. Let me tell you, the person that really counts has already entered into your life and he has wanting all this time to release his love in your life and while you are waiting for the accolades of men, God said, I want to give you something that no man or woman can ever give you I want to give you me your greatest reward in life is not what you get in the tangible it's what you get in the intangible your greatest reward in life is God himself for the scripture says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and when God gives you himself you have everything you need yes. to live your destiny. Yes. Moses understood, if I'm going to be a blessing, if I'm going to be the mouthpiece of a nation, I've got to have an encounter with God to transform me from old mentalities. Now, as I come to a close... Many of you, you're in transition, but you're not in transformation. You think through your busyness that you have God's favor. You think through your much speaking and dealings with men that you have God's anointing. You could be deceived by the enemy. Because the enemy can make you think that you're being productive for the kingdom when it's really about selfish ambition. You're not really, listen to this, you're not really being used by God until you can become humiliated. You're not really being used by God until you can be stretched out on a cross. You're not really being used. I think you, I know you're saying, yeah, God is using me. Everything is going well. Everything is going right. All my ducks in a row. Everybody likes me. Smile. Ching. (laughs) Taking pictures. Oh, another picture. Ching. That was a good shot, by the way. But can I tell you something? Can I just mess up your thinking for a moment? Could it be possible that God is using you?